Happy Blade December, everybody. You're listening to Zero to Zero, the podcast about the movie Blade. I'm Sam, a.k.a. Abraham Pistler. Oh. Mm. Oh, I'm, um, I'm that, <laughs> I'm that old slutty. Stunned into silence. I'm that old slutty, blood-sucking son of a bitch, Gigalithic. And I'm Val Flight Cup, and I am going to need you to open wide because it's time for your monthly sip of blood-hurting juice. Yeah. It's called garlic, I think. I think, no, no that's, not, that's not what he takes. He takes a serum. Oh. It's called I thought serum. it was literally a serum made of garlic. We're watching Blade from 1998, written by David S. Goyer and directed by Stephen Norrington. Returning enemy of the show, David S. Goyer. I can't believe he wrote this one. This one, uh, Rules, is the thing. Who, what else did he write? I'm having a great time so far. Yeah, this movie uh, rocks. Which I, I expected to, and I, uh, I'm not surprised wrote, to be uh, A little it. movie you may have heard of called um, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Ah, and Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, I didn't know that he did that one, too. Hmm. I think he also wrote Man of Steel. Okay. Well, Just nonstop bongers from... Yeah, this yeah. is like our fourth or fifth Goyer film. David, a, a, a broken clock is right twice a day. It's also our second Donald Logue film. Universally oh, beloved actor Donald Logue. Logue watch. Okay, I, I saw that his name was... <laughs> The link to his name on Wikipedia was dark blue. So I was like, I've seen him. What was he in that we watched? He was in Ghost Rider. He was Mac. The mm-hmm. extremely important character of Mac who had a very satisfying character arc. And now he's a Slavic guy named Quinn in a cowboy hat. And braids. <laughs> twin braids. And also a you lot of You just cannot keep makeup. cowboy hats off of the characters in the movies we It would watched. be very no. funny when he came back as like a fucked up burnt guy if he still had the cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> like it's crispy and dried so it's like smaller like when you put an apple in the microwave. Yeah. Damn. Do you think it burned his I... dick off? Like he's not getting... I don't know. In the blowjob. Anyway. His teeth were... First of all, yes. Yeah. Second of all, I don't think I've ever put an entire apple in the microwave. Or even part of an well, apple. Well, you're not supposed to because the... The water will boil out. Yeah, it's I think made what I'm out. thinking. Okay, I'll go of, try it. But I think what I'm thinking of is actually not in the microwave, but in the oven. You carve a little face into the apple. Okay, a normal, uh, like a, a, a yeah, and the, the a non old looking face, and then you put it in the oven, and it shrinks up and it shrivels a little bit. It looks like an old mm-hmm. person face. So what happens when you? When you... What the fuck are you talking? I'm about? talking about putting apples in the baked oven. Apple? Yeah, apple oven face. Oh, I'm Sam. I don't know how to cook. I've never baked an apple before. <laughs> it adds another half health, half heart of health to the apple if you bake it. I've, That's also I true. See nothing, I see nothing Uh-oh. here about faces on apples in ovens. All right, well. Carving? Oh, I did. Um, oh, no. Yeah, there carving they are. Carving apple heads. Yeah. Martha Stewart, shrunken heads in cider recipe. I do. Uh, I did, I did want to. Martha. Warn you guys that on my way here to the recording, um, I did. Uh, you might have noticed there's some, you know, some a, a lesion on my neck. Uh huh. Of times that I, I did run into a guy and he did uh, bite the shit out of my neck. Okay. Well, that's always happening. Is that why you have yeah. two parallel band aids with two little red dots in the middle of them? 
Oh, no, I'm just actively bleeding. Okay, great. I'm thinking uh, of a character I, from the movie, I guess. I don't, yeah. But we, I don't think, we should uh, probably just get this moving, then, if you're if you're not well. Yeah, well, I, I, I feel fine. Uh-huh. I honestly feel better than ever. Yeah, you look fine, too. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, would you like me to summarize this this first act of the movie Blade? Oh, yes. please. It's 1967. A woman is wheeled into an emergency room with vampire blood marks coming out of her neck, and also she's pregnant. She gives birth to a baby that's probably Blade, and then she probably dies. Or Wait, does she? just a sec. Know. Just a sec. I gotta say. What, how did none of us say, I'm, I'm gigalithic and this is my heat-sicking missile? Well, because I, it's a fun little Easter egg for later. Mm. Or, I don't know if I, I remember know. what you're referring to. I remember. Well, you're about to talk about when it happens. Oh, mm-hmm. the guy's penis? Mm-hmm. The guy's penis, yeah. Uh, in the present day, 1998, a lady grabs a guy's dick in a car, and I guess he says it's his heat-seeking missile, but I didn't write that down. Mm-hmm. This is the happiest man you'll ever see, and he's so excited to go to a meatpacking plant with this lady. He walks through and cheers for all the meat and blood. They take him into a secret nightclub in the back, and he's so happy to be here, but no one else seems happy to see him, which doesn't make a lot of sense when you think about what's going on. But he pushes people, and they push him back, and then he goes and he drinks some blood that falls on him from the ceiling. He gets a drop (laughs) of blood, and he's like, what is this? Is it blood or ketchup? Yeah, he's not not super psyched about the situation, I would like to say. He says, I would love to to see if I can get a drink somewhere, and then a drink of blood falls on him from the ceiling, and he says, not like this. And then he looks around, and he sees, oh, what's that banner behind the DJ say? Bloodbath? And then all the sprinklers turn on and spray them with blood, and everyone cheers and writhes and reveals their fangs, and they prepare to enjoy a feast. On this man. Mm -hmm. But then, (gasps) what's Wesley Snipes doing here in a cool trench coat and armor with guns? Wesley Snipes. It's him. Blade starts going absolutely to town on all the vampires, killing them with silver weapons that make them disintegrate. There's the guy running the club, or whatever, is a bearded vampire named Quinn, played by Donal Logue, apparently. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Blade says, I'm sick of chopping you up and you keep coming back, so I'm going to set you on fire for fun. Give my regards to Frost. And then he incinerates him and the police show up and Blade leaves. Quinn's charred corpse is brought to the coroner. A hematologist named Karen Jensen talks to her ex-boyfriend coroner man. Maybe future boyfriend again? Please, Mm, Karen. We'll see about that. Last name. Uh, And as they pick apart a crispy corpse... He tries to Mm, get her to date him again. Mm -hmm. But then he's jump scared as the corpse jump scares him and bites him and then bites her. And then Blade walks in and punches the charred vampire corpse, which calls him a freak, which is funny. Mm -hmm. And then the police walk in and start shooting Blade. And he says, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Which is a good moment. It was a very good moment. He's fighting the the charred corpse monster man. They shoot the black guy instead. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Blade prepares to leave Karen for dead, but he remembers his mom and has second thoughts and decides instead he's going to throw her out the window across the street (laughs) and down a 50-foot drop, but she's fine. Into a pile of rubbish that might be squishy, kind of. Into an Assassin's Creed cart of leaves. (laughs) One of the funniest shots in cinema. Uh Uh-huh. He jumps after her and they escape. Uh, he takes her to a train yard or factory or something where his, his friend Whistler is working and whistling as he works. <laughs> they talk about how he shouldn't have brought her here, but he did. They inject her with some garlic and it fucks her up real bad, but she's okay. 
we go to a council of vampire weirdos who argue about what they should do about Blade and all of the people that he keeps killing. Mm -hmm. They call in a young upstart vampire named Deacon Frost. Call me Deacon Frost. And we learn about vampire racism and how they don't like him because he was turned vampire instead of born vampire. Mm -hmm. They have a little argument and then change the subject to vampire taxes. Uh Uh-huh. Blade goes to an apothecary and gets some serum, and we learn that he needs more of it more often, and it is bigger doses, and it's fucking him up real bad. He pays for it with a bag of watches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Karen wakes up and looks around and sees Blade's sword, which has weird things that spike out of it that I don't know if they're important, but there you go. She overhears Whistler and Blade talking about how stupid it was to bring her here, but Whistler says that she might be useful because she's a hematologist. Blade says, no, I don't know why I brought her here. Oh, well, anyway, inject me. He rides in a chair, and it looks really, really, really bad. Whistler pours gasoline all over a car for no reason and then lights a cigarette. (laughs) Karen asks if she's a prisoner. They say, no. But also, there's vampires everywhere, and they are allergic to silver, garlic, sunlight, and UV light. Blade tells Karen to leave town by nightfall if she wants to live. They agree to take her back home and also... Whistler gives her what he refers to as Vampire Mace. They drive her back to the city, or Blade does, at least, and drop her off. She sees some weird tattoo people in front of her in the elevator. They follow her, but then they disappear as she goes to get the mace. Inside her apartment, she packs a bag and decides to leave town. But a police officer interrupts her and surprises her and tries to say that he is just a normal police officer, but then changes his mind and prepares to kill her. She sprays him with the vampire mace, and he recoils in pain, and then says, What the fuck? Why, what did you spray me with? And she says, I thought it would kill vampires. And he says, I'm not a vampire. And then Blade says, I don't care. Also, hello. And then slams his face against the radiator (laughs) and starts beating him up and taking his watch. And into Karen's shelves and stuff. Oh yeah, he just like wrecks Karen's apartment. It's so good. And Karen is like Blade explains that this police officer is a familiar, a vampire wannabe who hopes to be turned someday for his loyal service. We find out that he is a familiar of Deacon Frost, Mm. who also is the boss of Quinn, which I forgot to mention. They Mm. take him outside and check his car and find that he is a blood runner, delivering blood to a local vampire run blood bank. This thing goes all the way to the top. Krieger takes the opportunity to escape. Blade gets really mad and tells Karen that she's going to die if she doesn't wise up. Karen says, I'm coming with you. I need to help. I need to find a cure for us. Blade says, there is no cure. And that's where we're stopping for this week. Mm. Mm. Good movie. And that's what you missed on Blade. Excellent. I had a great time. It's... This movie it's... rules. Honestly, we should have watched this in all in one sitting because I only have one thing to say about this movie. And, that and that's that it rules. Fucking cool, yeah. It's cool uh, as hell. It's the the nightclub scene is iconic for a very good reason. The mm. entire thing just slaps ass. It's so good. I I love I didn't know that and I guess I should have known in retrospect that this was a a bit of a horror film, just a little bit. I mean there's vampires. It's a gory in film. I thought that the uh, the the moment when the the poor man realizes that he's surrounded by vampires, I thought that was a pretty freaky moment. They're all like completely drenched in blood. Is there a name for that the hat that that guy's wearing? Hair. Is that a flat cap? Probably. I I don't remember him wearing a hat. He's definitely wearing a hat. He's like, <laughs> You're he's busy like looking those, at his this eyes. This is the other secret of me. One of those like berets, but it's like swept. So is that just a flat cap that they're wearing backwards? Yeah. 
That was sure. very nice very, to wear a flat cap. Very nineties aughts, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, this guy, I kind of recognized his face, and so I took a while to look up who this guy was. And of course, he's only in the movie for like three minutes. So the beginning of the movie is first of all, the woman in the car is like, um, "What do you got there?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, this is my heat seeker." <laughs> Was yeah, she just she like, like, what is that what in do your you pants? Got there? Oh, it's my penis. Yeah, and yeah she, as if she to verify, him? as if to verify it is his penis, she, uh... She grabs it. She maybe grabs he it. Has, maybe he has a boner, and she's like, mm-hmm. you got a boner? And he's like, hell yeah, because you're hot. Anyway, his name, this character's name is Heat Seeking Dennis. Oh, yes! <laughs> and uh, his girlfriend's name is Raquel, and she's played by Tracy Lords. I want to talk very quickly about the the cold open of a woman dying or maybe not in the hospital in 1967. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say about it. Mm-hmm. Did I mention that her name is Vanessa Brooks? Her name there you is go. Vanessa, yeah. You have now, yeah. Uh, there is one thing that I want to say about it because she's bleeding out the neck. Obviously, she's, she's been attacked by vampires. Mm-hmm. She starts going into contractions mm. and then her wallet just like launches three feet into the air for no reason. <laughs> yeah, and like out... And, like, Blade has her ID later. Where did he get it? I mean, uh, like... That's a classic that's a, contraction symptom. That's a very memorable baby. Uh, if he, <laughs> he remember, He has, like, a flashback to, to the woman's face. So if that's his mom, that's, that's a good memory on that baby. Maybe How is he remembering a, that? Uh, you, said, you said a memorable baby. So memori- <laughs> that is an memori- iconic Sorry, baby. that is a memorizing baby. Uh, <laughs> I think it's an imagination on the baby, because he's in, still inside there. Mm. As far as we can tell, well, he is he is a daywalker, so maybe he's no, because he remembers memories. her. He remembers her reaching out for him. So that was after they, they. He is like he was out covered in prosciutto and like being carried away by the doctor. <laughs> well, I think Big he could deal. also. My Fallout Three character had the same memory. Yeah, exactly. And Ezio Auditore di Firenze, <laughs> when he pressed X mm-hmm. to shake his left arm, he could have looked down, Beautiful seen scene. Karen, and imagined her as. His mom and not actually had a physical memory of her. Yeah, Maybe whatever. they just showed us and he didn't actually think about it. I will say, uh, the moment where you make Ezio in Assassin's Creed 2, you push the buttons to make him move his arms, legs, and cry. Mm-hmm. I did <laughs> cheer for how ridiculous that was. It's an it amazing moment. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Heat Seeking Dennis. Did you make that name up? There's no way that's his actual name. Search it. He plays Heat Seeking. He's in the credits as Heat Seeking Dennis. Heat-seeking Dennis. Or his his IMDb puts him in Blade as Heat-seeking Dennis. He's on Raquel's page of the Villains, <laughs> on wiki. villains wiki. I'm amazed she gets a Villains Wiki article. Yeah. She also has a female Villains Wiki article, so... I don't see it. Oh, no, yeah, Heat-seeking Dennis. What the fuck? I like the distinction here on the Villains Wiki between vampiric and non-vampiric. She's a vampire the whole time. <laughs> she just doesn't have her teeth out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her hobby is luring people to the blood rave. <laughs> That's yeah, true. She does love to. Her goals, it. no information. Her crimes, possibly numerous murders, assaults, conspiracy, and felony. And <laughs> possibly all kinds of things. Yeah. I don't know. I love Who seeing knows? somebody at the post office and writing a wiki article about how their favorite thing in the world is to go to the post office. <laughs> yeah. Relationships, 100% none. of the time when I see them, they're here. Yeah, it's true. Like, what we do know about her, that she just loves luring people to the blood race. That could be her first time doing that. But maybe she loves it. She did. I don't know how often the blood rave is. I mean, we know that raves are happening 
at, at some points because the the Camarilla is very mad at Deacon Frost for for throwing his cool parties. Yes, because oh, he's yeah. gonna break the masquerade. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop doing your twice a day bloodbath raves. <laughs> yeah. So just to break it all down here. The, the the like the the council of of vampires led by Udo Kier um, are are definitely like they're just the Camarilla. They're just this like suit wearing traditionalist. Is racist. that is that vampire? It's, the it's masquerade? masquerade, yeah. Okay, and they they want to keep the masquerade, so they're just essentially the Camarilla. I I have played about an hour or two of that game, and it was all I could think about while I was watching this. Yeah, because it's also set in L.A., and it's also um, vampires, oh, is, you know. Okay, so this is video game lore. I thought you were saying, like... Video game and, uh, and tabletop role-playing game. Okay. A lot of people have a lot of thoughts about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. I'm not one of them, and yet I was also thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just I one thought I want to talk about Dennis. Time. I want to talk about Dennis. Let's talk about Dennis. This is this guy is so down. Yeah, I mean, he's down for whatever. Like I know, maybe she's hot as heck. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you're not Sam, but if a freaky lady takes me to the back of an abattoir for a fucking nightclub rave, this is the best day of my life. This is okay, but it's the fact. It's the fact that before they even get to the club, uh-huh. she's like escorting him through and, the meat packing uh-huh. plant, and he's just like, "Whoa, look at all that meat!" Ha-ha. I mean, and the, then there's like these weird bags that I assume have like human corpses in them, and he's like, "What are those?" The, yeah, I don't know if this. Yeah, no, if this freaky chick who's grabbing on my dick is like getting freakier by the second, I'm just like, freaky "Yes, yes, 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 dick. yes." Well, yeah, he asks, where are you taking me? And she's like, it's a surprise or something. And he, so he's like, okay, this is It's weird. a surprise! That's oh, how yeah, he should have known. We didn't mention that everybody who's not Blade, every vampire that's not Blade, it, it talks like this! <laughs> yes, the most commonly spoken line in this movie, according to the subtitles, is speaks in Slavic language. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Bracket. He has no reason to believe that this is anything other than that thing where you go into a broken down like old storefront and you buy something from the vending machine and then the vending machine swivels open and it's like a really cool sneaker shore sneaker store behind there sneaker you know sneaker shorp sneaker shorp he he, (laughs) the weirdness of what is in the the front is just makes it even more cool and underground whatever thing in the back is i'm this guy I'm gonna die. Maybe I'm just a little bit too genre savvy, but I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, I'm being taken to my death." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, and, you're not. You're, I mean, I think you were you were both more genre savvy and less down bad than than me and Val. Um, <laughs> but I mean, also, we don't know his story. Like, they might be childhood best friends. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and she's just grabbing on his dick. Um. Yeah. Right. She's never seen it before. She's like not aware that he had one till today. He has. He, yeah. Not exi- not aware that he has a heat seeker down there. Friends to blooders. The guy. The guy standing at the entrance of the like rave part, like says something to the the lady. Yeah, he speaks Slavic. Adam. Right. He says. Yeah. He says language. speak Slavic language to her, and she's like, <laughs> and she says speak Slavic language, and then she like, starts okay. making out with him. Yes, I I feel like he was like, oh, do you have the password? And she's like, yeah, I got your password right here. Mm-hmm. And he just makes this. Well, she like, makes out with Dennis, not the guy. No, I know he makes out. With, she makes out with Dennis, yeah. and then the guy looking like watching this is just like makes like the Grinch smile face. Like. I mean, I think so. I think the interaction is like, hey, who's this jabroni? And, and she's, she's like, like yeah, exactly. meat. 
and and he's he's a piece of meat, and he's, he's full like, of blood. oh, sick, oh, sick. dude. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Maybe that's why she was trying to get him to have a boner. She grabs his dick to make sure that he has blood that can move and around. Then, <laughs> mm, and then so they can, yeah, suck all the blood out. Do you think... But yeah, so nope, they go into the club and... They go into the club and, yeah, every, everyone is, like, just pushing him away. He's like, yeah, yeah he's getting jostled. Dance. And they're like, fuck off. He's getting jostled a lot. And I, I feel bad for him. I've decided it's actually not too early in the podcast for me to say this. Um, okay. Do you think that... Um, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. <laughs> do you think that a vampire who is um, being resourceful might chop off the penis of a victim and um, drink out of it throughout the day like a gogurt? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Those uh, those blood vessels are pretty easy to expand and control. So is that a one and done raising... kind of snack? So just cra- I just so think cra- that when so you cut cra- it off, all that all that's coming everyone out. Everyone at the club, you see what happens at the club, though. Gravity isn't really keeping that in there. No, I'm saying it's the see whole what happens be at the, the club in the scene in the movie and Blade in the movie the we're watching for the podcast. The well, see, I mean, the, blood the problem come out is that it's not. It's not like you see what happens is because what happens. So, like when you get a boner, the blood because the music starts pumping up. And when you get a boner, drops, then the, all the blood, blood starts in the boner is, is pressurized, the and uh-huh. so when you cut it off, it would all David come like Goyer, directed. Okay, so it's not a, it's not a throughout the day snack. The it's the nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, I mean, it might be like a fun show podcast where, we like, you know, when like of the movie Blade, well, you're at Fogo de Chao and they have like the skewers and they cut the meat off the skewer for you. Like they, like it might be like that where you go to Fogo de Chao and they bring the erect. Victim but then because the, the DJ is there and the DJ's like, what's this guy doing here? And the chef pulls the, his pocket out. And then, and but then, then someone, mm-hmm. pu- so what happens to Dennis in the movie? I don't know why you're so, so opposed to penile mutilation, Sam. <laughs> oh, do I have to explain that to you? Don't say it like that or everyone's going to object. I don't know. Dennis is actually fine. So everyone is writhing Spoilers. sexually in the blood. The, 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 the blood was great. There's so much blood. So much blood. Yeah, comes out I, of I love the I love the visual of like this packed club full of people who are like completely covered head to toe in blood. They're also and then they like open their light. mouth and reveal their fangs. And and it's like, like oh, like it's it's such a like it's a roller coaster because it's like you forget sometimes like it's so there's so much of it that you sometimes you forget it's blood and then he falls down onto the floor and, and there's just a fucking puddle of blood and you're like oh wait no that's it's it's definitely blood and yeah. it's so gross yeah it's it really it's gross. it's this it's this really fantastic vampiric bacchanalia that going on that like it really sets a good tone for what vampires are in this movie and that is yes. they're sexy and they're not good and they they're 90s <laughs> do not forget they are not. Yeah, but the but Blade is here. The music stops, and you hear a guy off screen go, "Jesus, it's the Daywalker." Uh huh. <laughs> it's him. It's him. It's the Daywalker. And then they all start charging at it's him. Dave He's Walker blasting them with a That's silver Blade's, shotgun and stuff. Mm-hmm. Blade's Blade's Christian name is Dave Walker. Dave Walker, great. Do we do we know his name? No, we don't know his name is Blade okay. yet. Yeah, they say they say his name pretty far into the movie, but we we don't know his name. Names. I mean, he's got anyway, a sword, yeah. so we can kind of. Mm-hmm. The other, it's thing... weird that we call him Blade because the thing that he mostly uses is his shotgun. Mm-hmm. But was, yeah, well, shot... maybe it's we should call him shotgun. Maybe it's a Chekhov sword kind of situation. Maybe it's a maybe very the, important maybe shotgun... sword that they revealed in the first third of the movie. Maybe the shotgun's filled with razor blades. <laughs> oh, Silver no. razor blades. 
Uh, but yeah, every vampire he kills disintegrates, which, yeah, just turns which is right referenced later in dialogue in a way that I really liked when, when they're like, oh, I'm afraid, sir, we have no way of knowing how many vampires died at the club. Oh, and yeah. the vampire council leader's like, God damn it. I forgot guys, that that's def- why, yes. These guys super turn into fart skeletons. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Um, yeah, because you're you think, I, I wonder best, if, right? like, I wonder if, like, if you kill a vampire at all times, they turn into a fart skeleton, or it, maybe his shotgun just turns anybody that it shoots into a fart skeleton, and that just happens that vampires... <laughs> well, it's, it's, no, it's definitely it's like based silver bullets, on the, right? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. based on what's in it, because he also, like... Oh, wait, yeah. No, yeah, 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 no, it's so... Yeah. yeah, they say later, like, oh, he used so much silver, mm-hmm. we have no bodies, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he just used a silver shot. I don't know why he doesn't do that to Quinn, though, who survives. He likes to play with him, I think. I mean, I think Maybe. Quinn is like has like an outsized healing factor because he stakes him with two silver stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't disintegrate. Wonder, oh, good point. Maybe yeah. they'll get into it later. I wonder if maybe the quote-unquote pureblood vampires are the ones that are harder to kill and all of the people at the club who disintegrate were the ones who were turned into vampires, maybe? Mm. Maybe. That's just a guess. But also, like, Deacon isn't. And I think he doesn't like the purebloods that much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the best part of this fight, in my opinion, uh, is when he pulls out his blade orang mm-hmm. and he just like smiles. smiles really big. It's so good, and then he just like throws it in an arc, and three of them disintegrate in a row. This uh-huh. is an amazing fight scene. Oh, he also uh, uh, Quinn like runs at him, but then Blade like pins him to the wall with his like stake. So gun yeah, he, and does well, this like victorious arm pump, like yeah, he yeah. does. He- yeah, he's like nailed it. <laughs> his shotgun, his shotgun has two underslung stake launchers in it. Mm-hmm. It rules. I don't know what underslung means. It means it's under the barrel. Oh, you know what I'm realizing is a a big difference between this movie and so many of the like modern movies we've seen that makes this fight feel totally different. Because I've talked before about how I get sick of watching fights where the enemies are completely outmatched by the hero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the big difference here, and I'm sure we will see him fighting someone who is a match for him later, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's, like, having fun <laughs> yeah, is no. pretty different from, like, the Batman warehouse fight scene where he's just like, yeah, Ugh, fucking die. Yeah. And it's also, playing, it's also playing Deep House the whole time, which is yes. pretty yes. cool. Yes. Which is really funny, though, because the music stops when he shows up, and then they turn it back mm-hmm. on. It stops diegetically. But yeah. It's, yeah. There's also, I don't know if I, I think I need you guys to, to explain to me what happened with this. There's a part where he's fighting all the, the vampires and there's just a shot of what seems to be like one of the vampires just like running and jumping and like slipping. Like he's just like, ah, and just like, oh, I, I don't know if I saw that. The, the floor's wet. Yeah, the floor just is... slipped on the blood, I guess. I think he's yeah. just, like, yeah, slipped on the... But he's, like, not... It's... I don't know. It looked like it wasn't even towards Blade. It was just, like, he was trying to run away. Let me away. go back and look. Yeah, while you do that, yeah, Blade Blade is like, oh, I'm sick of killing you, Quinn. Uh, I'm gonna... Just for my own enjoyment, I'm gonna set you on fire this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, he incinerates Quinn. Blade can have Little set a guy on fire as a treat. As a treat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He sees Quinn like cowering, covered in blood, and he's like, "Oh, you!" P-, and he, he like grabs him and is like, "Wait a minute!" Do you mean Dennis? You're just a, you're just a little guy, Dennis. Dennis. Heat seeking Dennis. Heat seeking Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. Dennis is like, "Oh, please don't kill me!" And he like turns his head to look at one side of his neck, and then turns the other side to look at 
you know, and he's not bitten, so he's he just mm-hmm. yeah, he just like disappears. Yeah, and then the police show up, and Blade jumps out a window. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Slippy Man yet? I'm I'm working on it. Okay, I like when the lady goes at him with the meat hooks. Yes, she grabs meat hooks from oh, yeah. the, the from the wall and runs at him. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the coroner is looking at Quinn's burned corpse that is actually not a corpse. Oh, wait, I just looked at, uh, sorry, I just looked at my notes and I saw one more thing about this scene. This is, once again, I can't say that it means anything, but I did notice it. Is a vampire's body not a corpse? He's alive. They're undead. Oh, it's he throws, uh, he trips him, he throws his shotgun. He throws a shotgun and trips the guy? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. That's really great. And then he goes, oh, shit, I needed that. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't that why he, like, when he picks the gun back up and, like, shoots Quinn, isn't that when he does, like, the, yeah, arm pump? Well, yeah, it's with, the, it's with the stakes. Uh, he, he's out of ammo at that point. Ah. Uh, mm. Okay, anyway. So, with all the blood coming down, um, it's really red, and, like, it, you know, the whole scene is dark. It's, it's all red and blue, which is really great. Yeah, well, it's all red when it's, like, the vampires, and then anytime Blade is in the shot, he brings this, like, blue energy with him where like all the shots that he's in are primarily blue and then like the vampires mm. are primarily red and i was just like ha yeah i hope these fuckers are ready for some blue hell yeah i love Get halo wrecked. it was cool i don't know i don't you know yeah is it necessarily one-to-one symbolism no mm-hmm. does it look you good know it is. does it distinguish him from the other vampires yes do i enjoy it so yes. so at the at the at the morgue there's the hematologist karen jensen She's looking at a sample of Quinn's blood, and she says, this doesn't make sense. The red blood cells are something-something. This is so classic 90s, like, science words nonsense. They might be real words, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. She accuses the the coroner, Curtis, who is her ex, of bringing her prank blood. Prank blood. You got pranked. She's like, come on, Curtis. I'm not in the mood for prank blood today. And she's like, oh, are you, did you bring me prank, prank blood because you're hung up on me and you just want a reason to talk to me? And he's like, no, seriously, his body's all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. he's like, it's here, I can show you. But then they go and look at the body and they're like poking around at it and they're just making like crispy, crunchy sounds, which are mm-hmm. horrible. And then he's like, do you ever have second thoughts about us? <laughs> he's like, yeah, like he's having a lot of trouble making the, uh, he's having a lot of trouble making that, that incision. <laughs> yeah, what is that called? Was the the, the y, y incision? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I thought this was really funny. I was like, "Is this plot armor, or is this just making it even worse when they when they get killed?" And a little yeah, bit of both. So then Quinn Quinn sits up and bites him on the neck, and he chases Karen and bites her too. Mm-hmm. Then Blade walks in, and yeah, this is where he just like. He just, like, decks Quinn in the face to, like, push him back from Karen. So and then Quinn's like, get out of here, you freak. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um... As we're watching, like, a big, like, charred to blackness. Yeah, this... <laughs> like, in the mirror. Vampire, smeared in blood and, and he's just, like, turning to dust in front of him. He's like, you're ugly. <laughs> you're gross. Get away, you're Blade. You're weird. Yeah. yeah. You're weird. You're you suck, Blade. You're a weird half-breed weirdo. Oh, have Weirdo. we talked about the fact you too, wish that... you could look like me? <laughs> Wesley Snipes as Blade or Blade, played by Wesley Snipes, has an incredible haircut. Oh, it's so cool! It is. It's, it is. It's like instead of temples, it's like long points. He's and a like giant, the whole giant bottom widow's half peak. 
Yeah, and the whole second, like, the whole bottom half of his head is, like, completely shaved and has, like, some kind of cool tattoo-looking thing on it. It's the cleanest fade I've seen in my entire life. I do want to say, he looks great. I, I will always laugh at the movie poster because he looks like a fucking Deus Ex character. He does. That's what I always think when I see the Deus Ex, Deus Ex poster the other way around. I, I think about <laughs> I think about Blade. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he he's like fighting Quinn and two white cops come in. Uh-huh. He like cuts Quinn's arm off and it disintegrates. Uh-huh. And then two white cops come in and they're like, freeze. And they just immediately start shooting blade. And uh-huh. he's like, great, great line from blade. Motherfucker. Are you out of your damn mind? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's got his, like his uh bulletproof vest with like three little puncture holes in it now. Yeah, he's, uh, this movie says ACAB harder than a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of movies. Well, we literally learn later that the police are working, working with, for the vampires. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense, because the police work for the people in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie, uh, uh, is woke as fuck. It's commentary, perhaps. I, I love the part where Quinn, like, jumps out the window, and they, they're like, they're like ten stories up or mm-hmm. something in this hospital. Mm-hmm. And he, like, crashes through the roof of an ambulance, and this woman screams, oh my and he's God. just like, yes. pardon me, ma'am, and just runs away. It's one of those things, doesn't she, she's like, ah, and he's like, and like, and then runs out. I was afraid that he was gonna, like, start feeding on this lady, yeah. but he's just like, I don't have time, I gotta go. Yeah. And so Blade is like, wherever you're going. Blade is like, I, 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 it would be very funny if he immediately got up and started just, like, carrying as many blood packs as he could away uh but yeah blade is like he's walking away and he see he's about to give chase but he sees uh karen on the floor mm-hmm. and she's uh she's gotten fucked up in the neck parts and yep. but and Makes he sees her his mom. and he's about to leave her but he sees he his mom and so he picks her up and the cop there's more cops and they're immediately start firing at him and he runs down the hallway away from I'm him. I'm gonna keep you safe. You remind me of my mommy. Opens window. Opens oh. window. Yep. Yeet! Uh, he, he fucking yeets her this and we see the yeet. He sees the he whole... throws her so We far. see the whole thing. We see her leave his hand, go out the window, fly across it. She's screaming. Yell. And yeah, land, yeah. land in the fucking tarp. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And then he he like he like grins at the police and jumps across the street after mm, her. Yes. Uh I was I was really relieved to learn that the police work for the vampires <laughs> because otherwise this part is so nuts but like because, I, I mean we we will we understand in retrospect that they are they are very much trying to kill both of them. Yeah. But I was like mm-hmm. damn the police are like firing like handguns across the street. Like as likely to kill Karen as Blade. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's the cops. That's did. their goal, apparently. Yeah. This is very unsurprising. The funniest part. The, well, I'm not going to say anything is the funniest part because a lot of this is funny. At one point, when Karen is like going to leave the warehouse where they fixed her up, mm-hmm. they're like, "You have to leave. Like, you have to leave town because they're going to keep coming after you because you know that vampires exist now." Mm-hmm. And she says. I have blood samples. I'll go to the police. And then Whistler's like, they own the police. It doesn't doesn't matter anyway. What the heck is the pol- are the police gonna do if you go to them and you say, um, vampires are real and I can prove it. Oh, well, that's illegal. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, considering that one of the police officers in this movie attempted to murder her in her apartment. Well, mm-hmm. even before 
even without knowing that the the police officers are owned by the police are owned by, <laughs> are owned by vampires. So true. They are. They're constantly mm-hmm. owning themselves. To be honest. Um, yeah, they're owned by themselves. But without knowing that the police are owned by vampires, like leaving that aside, if you went to the human police with evidence of vampires, what in the absolute heck would they do about it? I think what they would do realistically in the context of this movie is they would be like, great, we'll talk to you about that. Go home and come back tomorrow. And then she would go home and there would be a police officer waiting there and he would murder her. Yeah, that's pretty much what would happen. (sighs) I'm saying, what is she expecting the police to do? Oh, uh, that's a good (laughs) question. I don't know. Like a lot of people just say, I don't know, go to the police about it. And it's like, what the... Like yeah. the- you could ask the same question about like a burglary that happened at your house or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Nothing. Probably kill you. I don't know. Well, that's the th- like a burglary at least is us like is against a law. Being a yeah. vampire is not on the books as illegal <laughs> currently. I got. I don't know. Congress shall make no law pertaining to vampires. <laughs> not that. Yeah, exactly. Not that you know of. But yeah, so he he like drives her to the train yard, factory, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet Whistler, played by Chris Christopherson, uh, and Blade is like, "Yeah, I know, I shouldn't have brought her here, but uh, I, he well he he actually says, I know I should have killed her, mm-hmm. but I just I couldn't." Yeah. Uh, and Whistler is like, "All right, ma'am, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna inject you with what's called allium sativum." Garlic. And I say, that's garlic. garlic. And he says, that's garlic. Mm -hmm. And then I point at the screen and say, that's garlic. Mm -hmm. And then they make a little mini projection of garlic. And I put on my kitchen. And then he he injects her. She starts, like, twitching and and writhing. Mm -hmm. And, like, smoke starts coming out of her bite mark, which is cool. Yeah. 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 And then Whistler's just like... I I said her her bite holes start farting out vampire. (laughs) That's true. And then Whistler's just like, well, back to work. And he just, like, starts blasting yeah, country he turns, music. And... It's not country music. It's Bad Moon Rising. He well. he also, he tells Blade, hold her, while she's, like, writhing and stuff. Blade just, like, standing next to her, at the, like, next to the table that she's laying on, reaches out his one hand and just, like, puts it on her belly. Oh, yeah, he's just, like, pu- pushing down on her tummy. He's pushing her down a little bit, yeah. It's so, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just like, well, I mean, you're not going to fight me. So, whatever. Uh, we go to the Council of Weirdos. Mm-hmm. The head weirdo, Gitano, is like, is like, oh, man, this Blade guy really sucks. Played by <laughs> uh, played by Udo Kier, as I said earlier. One of the, one of the most, most, more famous vampire actors of our time. Up there with, with Christopher Lee. Speaking of and, vampire uh, actors. Mm-hmm. Speaking of vampire actors, uh... We can talk more about this when we get to the end of the movie, but apparently in the... This was a movie that had a lot of reshoots after they showed it to test audiences, apparently. Mm, Really? And uh, I don't know the details, because I don't want to look them up before we know what actually happens in the movie. But uh, apparently the original ending, uh, Morbius shows up. Morbius? From Morbius? From Morbius. The living vampire? But test audiences, funny enough, test audiences rejected Morbius so hard that they kicked him out of the movie entirely. Makes you wonder why they decided to 
Mm. They showed it to audiences who were like, "Who's this guy? Fuck that! Well, I, I hate mean, this guy." And they were like, okay, this, but what I mean, if he's played to by be Jared fair, Leto it was more than two, it was more two, than two decades between the two. It was like maybe also, people have turned around on Morbius. I don't know that I would care about Morbius in a Blade movie, but I don't know that well, like. Well, I, I almost I almost just I mean, said he's, I wouldn't want Blade to show up in a Morbius movie, but yes, I would. <laughs> that would be cool as hell. Oh god, he probably will. I think I did hear that they have cast a Blade for the MCU. Oh yeah, they're definitely remaking Blade, and it's gonna. I, suck. I think I read that it's Mahershala Ali. That makes okay. sense. Well, he's also great, but but yeah, I mean, it's probably gonna be fine. But it's not. It's, it's everything is it's tainted. None of our business. You don't tainted gotta make by, another tainted by the stank of Disney these days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it smells yeah, like they, mouse. They um they call uh, Deacon Frost in. Call me they, Deacon Frost. He is. They call him a disgrace to the Vampire Nation because he like draws too much attention. It's implied that they have like a treaty with human governments. Is that what it is? I thought it was just they kind of agreed amongst themselves to be hidden. Mm-hmm. It's better for the vampires that people don't know that they're. Oh, uh, maybe I think there was something about. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. He, I might be wrong. He looks like such a 90s, 2000s vampire. He is like... He's Steven Dorf, baby. He's the prototype. He is the it. It's great. His long trench coat. He's... The way he talks about... I thought, like, this dialogue was cool. He was like, why do we have to be... You know, like, we don't, we shouldn't be allies with humans. These people are our food. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Why are why are we hiding from the hamburgers he's, that walk around? He's all the right. <laughs> he, like like the the camarade, uh, uh, the, the, the camarilla are are saying like uh, they're like they're like pita, and he's like the guy in the Twitter comments posting a picture of a steak. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, if if pita was, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Evil. Yeah, so the the conflict between him uh-huh. and this faction of vampires is basically he wants uh he wants vampires to rule over humanity. They are like you don't get it. We've been ar-, like literally the vampires on the council are like we've been around like thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh we understand how things work. Mm-hmm. And then and then Frost is like no, the world should belong to us. And Gitano just like turns to another one of the weirdos in the council and it's just like <clears throat> so as for our finances, uh-huh. <laughs> love it. <laughs> our did you make accounts. those investments? <laughs> and I love that there's just like this, this like crusty, bearded, tattoo face, old yes. world vampire in there. Yes, and he's just like in a suit. Yeah, and he's just like in a suit talking about taxes. <laughs> Will you screenshot uh, that and send it to me? Uh, yeah, I guess. I think I missed that guy. If you still have the. Movie open. Uh, I'll pull it back up. Don't worry about it. So Frost uh, says now. he. Frost says something implying that uh, did we? Did I say Gitano is the the head? Mm-hmm. The it head is Gitano. Mm-hmm. He says something to Gitano that's like, uh, "You are you're one of these days. You're gonna wake up and find that things have changed in the blink of an eye, or some something, mm-hmm. some veiled threat like that." Mm-hmm. Uh, we then go to the apothecary where Blade trades a gigantic bag of watches yes. for the vampire serum. He's got a, a pencil pouch <laughs> full of watches. The apothecary guy also has extremely cool hair. He has some kind of grid, like, shaved into it or something. Yeah, cool. and they, they trade the watches and give Daph, and then he leaves. 
Yes. I believe the uh, I oh oh yeah, and he also says something like, "Oh, you're here a week early," and Blade's like, "Yeah, it is what it is." Whistler I, says, "I'm I building think, up an immunity to the serum." Yeah, I think what's going on here is that this serum is probably like keeping him from becoming a vampire. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah, it's the not the not the bad juice. I would yeah, yeah I would imagine he, it's the doesn't have to eat people juice. Yeah, and he it, he needs more of it every time, and it seems like it's getting more and more painful for him when he has to use it. Uh, Karen like wakes up in in this bedroom, and she looks around. She sees Vanessa Brooks's ID from the beginning of the movie when the wallet flew into the air for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did either of you get anything from this weird, significant seeming long, slow zoom on a plant? No, no. She leaves the room, and I they don't... just do this. This extreme close-up on a plant. Well, we're going to look very silly when it turns out in the next segment that this is the plant that his mother ate to keep him alive. Whatever. Yeah, or like Blade can turn into a plant. Yeah, maybe he's been turning into a plant the whole time. Exactly. I mean, I think the plant's... The plant has got to be something because it was like... It's very bright and colorful and like centrally placed and they had this long... Surely the movie wouldn't do something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) it would be very funny though if this plant just never comes up again but knowing us it's going to be another mr mind situation where that turns out to be a secret setup where that plant is the main villain for the next movie Uh blades blades main antithesis planto planto yeah (laughs) mr plant um yeah this movie has lulled me into a false used to be a mild-mannered gardener named patricia planto So she also she goes into she goes into the other room where all of Blade's stuff is and like his guns are hanging up and uh, she sees one thing in the whole room that's covered Uh and so she takes the cover off of it obviously it's a a big mystical looking sword and she touches it could not be me but okay yeah I'm like don't touch the clearly don't significant sword I wouldn't. I would just not put a cloth over a very sharp sword, though. That too. You should you should know when there's a blade in the room. Mm-hmm. Although he's pretty stealthy, yeah, so exactly. you don't always know. <laughs> Sometimes you do, though, because oh man, it's, it's, it's coming up. I can't wait to talk. The about part it. where the part where she's like talking to Whistler yep. and Blade like just falls <laughs> off the yes! falls from the ceiling behind her and just lands perfectly yes! silently. It's so good. His little great. blurry legs coming in from the top of the screen <laughs> is so funny. Yes. Did either of you? Could either of you tell what was going on with his sword, by the way? Because she, like, clicks a button and, like, a thing spins around and mm-hmm. then spikes shoot out of the hilt. Mm-hmm. You described no it idea. perfectly. That's what's going yeah, on with it. Yeah, that's what it does. I just, I couldn't, I yep. couldn't imagine what the point of that could possibly be. I think um, I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> say something I never say. Mm-hmm. I think this is setting up for something later in the movie. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> could say, perhaps no, this for sword sure, but I was... belongs to Chekhov. Perhaps the movie. For sure. I was just imagining though, like what? When would you ever need? Because it would like yeah, shoot you out a, at your own hand. When do you need a time delay spike thing coming out of? Maybe your like mouth? if your sword gets grabbed by someone else. As it's being grabbed out of your hand, you press the button. Mm-hmm. So that they can and then be like, they're Haha, holding your you sword. Now, Ow, my hand! And then it stabs you in their hand. I guess. <laughs> I would just be worried about accidentally setting it off. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, she overhears Whistler and Blade talking about how it was a huge mistake to bring her here. But Whistler's like, oh, but she she knows blood. She might be able to help you. And Blade's like, nah. No. No, my name is Blade, not blood. There's no, <laughs> there's no reason to have hope that anything good could ever happen. No. And then Whistler says, okay, time for your injection. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has had to up it to 150 milligrams of whatever mm-hmm. the heck no. it is. And Blade's like, do it. I I like the um the the masculine friendship moment in this uh this part where he's about to inject him and with his other hand he grabs Blade's hand and they're mm-hmm. so they're holding hands like super tight so when he injects it and starts to hurt and stuff Blade's like Arr! and he's like squeezing the guy's hand super hard and like looks like yeah. if he wasn't prepared this... for it he would fall over from the like force that Blade's putting on his hand. Yeah, I I like this part. I like they they really conveyed that this is like Blade is incredibly strong, and even he is like in agony. Like he's this. he's pooping they have to like put in a mouth yeah. guard. Oh yeah, he's got a big yeah. He's got so he doesn't he doesn't bite his tongue off. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he doesn't grind yeah, his he, teeth off of his teeth. Once once he like sort of like re- starts to recover, he opens his eyes and he sees Karen is watching them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of chase after her, or Whistler does because he's not strapped into a chair. Although Blade, <laughs> well, she runs away first. Blade does get out of the chair on his own. He's, so he's not fine. locked into it. He's just strapped into it so he doesn't mm-hmm. hurt himself thrashing around. Right. I just don't know how if if when you can't control yourself, you aren't able to break out of the chair. Oh, there's the guy. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the little. The little hat poking out. Incredible. Post this online, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, well, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, they, they catch her. The uh, reason... Like, I'm Whistler. This is where Blade, like, just falls behind her silently, and mm-hmm. he's like, I see you already met Blade. Yes. <laughs> but just just to be... The, the reason that he has the restraints is so that when he instinctively goes to, like, flinch and stuff, it doesn't, he doesn't, like, end up whacking himself in the face. It's not... Sure, but how, but how does he get out of it when he's not he twitching? He just unhooks it or unclasps it or whatever. How? But he reaches his hand around and just clicks the little button or the little hook or the little whatever. Mm-hmm. How does he reach his hand around? With his wrist. Yeah. With, you know. He's strapped down by his wrists. No, he's strapped down oh, okay. near his wrists. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Whistler dumps gas all over the car. Yeah, Why he do that? Starts, I well, cars take gas. <laughs> That's yeah, what they I guess. eat with osmosis. That's what they eat. <laughs> you, you usually want to start pumping once the once the pump is in the car yeah. is the is the thing. Yeah. Uh but but he's he's really haphazard because first he dumps gas all over the car and then puts the thing in the tank and then he lights a cigarette. Yes. Mm-hmm. I really thought he was going to just light the whole place on fire. Yeah, as you do when you yeah, when you've been working with gasoline. Yeah, when you're going to exp- when you're explaining to somebody. Or maybe it wasn't gasoline, maybe it was just olive oil. <laughs> maybe it's just water. <laughs> He's cleaning, He's cleaning the inside car. of the tank, <laughs> and he has a he has a gas pump nozzle shaped Oops. water sprayer. You got to get the water pressure up, then, dude. Uh, but yeah, so he they tell her like you're not a prisoner. We just have to take precautions. The vampires are everywhere. They say that they hunt them all over the country, which is tricky because they regenerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that she's like she's like what? So you 
you stake him crosses what do you do and he's like <laughs> no crosses are a myth but the stakes silver garlic sunlight uv light that's all real they can't cross running water you have to invite them into your house <laughs> it's literally just the crosses that are not real yeah they Christian... do sleep in a coffin with their arms across their chest it is simply atheism that is not real they do say blah blah <laughs> i want to suck your blood yeah they do laugh like that um... but they are christian <laughs> Catholicism has nothing to do with it. Right. I love this exchange when when he he's like speaking of UV light and he hands blade this like big chunky UV flashlight he mm-hmm. builds and he's like I think this is ready this for use in the tack field. Light. And blades like and blades like it's still pretty heavy though. <laughs> Whistler goes, "Well, you're so big." Yeah, you're so <laughs> big. I, mean, I like this because it just reinforces the whole daywalker thing. He's like they're sensitive to UV light and he just like uh what is it called? Shines it directly onto Blade's face. I mean, Blade is a Blade is a dampier. Right. He is a daywalker. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, he's like, this wouldn't. Yeah. So it's like when. Okay. So there's a murder mystery show. It's that so I do. good at hitting vampires. Check it out. And then he tries it at Blade, not who is a vampire. Well, it's like, but there's... it's not good at hurting. I do a just murder a bad product one. demo. Go ahead. It's a demo of how good he is at being a daywalker. I do a murder mystery where one of the things is the the uh, they find a fake knife on the victim, so it's one of those retractable ones that doesn't actually hurt you. And so uh, I always we always do a bit when the person like finds this evidence and is like, "This is a fake knife," and I'm like, "Oh, this is a fake knife." So if I stab someone and then I just stab whoever is like closest to me, I'm like this doesn't hurt. This doesn't hurt them, and then I just like keep doing like snap, stab, stab, stab. stab. This doesn't hurt them. Stab, 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 stab. So he's doing that. Oh, okay. Is it a fake knife in the context of the murder mystery, yes. or it's a fake knife so that the victim doesn't get actually murdered? No, it's a fake knife in the context of the murder mystery. But they use, they use a real knife. Yeah, we use a real knife. We stab. <laughs> I always make sure it's another actor so I can stab them like six or seven times, and they're fine. Uh-huh. That's acting. <laughs> like when Leo, they act like they're fine. yeah, they act <laughs> when, like they're like, fine. Like, Exactly, like when Leo like uh, fucked up his hand during Django Unchained and, and kept doing his monologue. Right. So Blade tells Karen, uh, if you want to live, you're going to have to leave town by nightfall. And she's like, where do I go? And he's like, well... I don't know. They'll probably just find you anyway, I don't know. He's like, this is not my problem, that you don't have somewhere to go. There's also you there's a mention leave. here somewhere about how like it's not just the two of them fighting the vampires. I think the, I think they say there's like a whole organization, mm-hmm. but this is just two of them. Mm-hmm. They can make it if they try. Spider-Man is also doing it, I guess. Yeah, he's fighting um, Morbius, the living vampire. Mm-hmm. This, oh, this is where we find out that vampires run the police. Uh, Whistler gives her the vampire mace, which is silver nitrate mixed with essence of garlic. Mm-hmm. But he also is like... So what you're going to do is take this. If any vampires come at you, you spray them with this. It'll knock them out. But also, you're going to want to get a gun. Uh-huh. And if you start to feel like the sun makes your skin tingle, you're going to want to put that in your mouth and oh blow God. your brains out. Yeah, oh, which, you know, yeah. fair enough. And he says it's better than the alternative. Don't and I'm just kind of like, I don't know that you've presented any evidence that that's true. I think, I, I don't know, being a vampire kind of sucks. Sounds like you have to hide your who you are and you live forever, so it takes kind of a toll. I wouldn't want to be a vampire, personally. I wouldn't seek out being a vampire. I would I don't, date I a vampire, but I can't I wouldn't guarantee that it would. I would interview a vampire. No, don't do that! <laughs> I would download a vampire. I would download Interviewing a... the vampire doesn't turn out well for her. 
Oh, okay. Well, spoilers. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm not going to. Uh, I like good. when Blade like drives her back to the city, and he's just like he keeps like looking at her face as the sun shines on her, just to be like, "She good? You good? <laughs> She's all right for now. You good? Yeah. You good? You good?" Um, I also just want to acknowledge Wesley Snipes' natural beauty. I got on Idris Elba for having uh, yellow contacts. Well, not that it was his choice. Uh, got on the movie last time for putting on yellow contacts on Idris Elba. Wesley Snipes, there's a shot where the, like, sun is, uh, or, like, some bright light is, like, shining on his face, and his eyes look really golden, but that's just the beauty of brown eyes, baby. They just no. do that uh, when you shine wearing, light on them. He's, uh, Val? Yeah? He's wearing yellow contacts in this no, movie. No, he's not. He totally is. No, he's not! He absolutely is, dude. Can I change the subject? <gasps> Send me a screen cap. Can I change the subject yes, real can. quick? Back to Idris Elba's yellow contacts in Spirit of Vengeance. Yes. Because I didn't know this until afterwards. He was at the same time, roughly, he would have been filming Thor. And he also has yellow contacts in Thor, mm-hmm. which makes me think that he may have literally just been like, like, whatever, I'm not going to take him out. I'm just going to go and like, <laughs> there he is. Giga, this is what brown With- eyes look like when you put hey, a bunch of Val, light on Hey, Val. Hey, Val. What? Look at the other picture. I'm seeing both pictures. He's not standing he's, next to himself in this these pictures. He's not that one. Okay, he's fine. Very dark brown eyes. He's wearing contacts, Val. God damn it! Well, he looks good. Anyway, do you think Idris Elba was literally like leaving the Ghost Rider set in the contacts and then going to the Thor set? Yes, I think they. I think mm-hmm. they did. They filmed the movies in the same studio. Mm-hmm. Or like studio next door, and they just were like, studio just whatever you're wearing, the same exact studio. The camera just turns around 180 degrees, and he's in, he's in Asgard or whatever the mm-hmm. five. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Ugh. so uh, we have a quick little scene here with Gitano and uh, Frost in the the Vampire Council server, yeah, room, the server archive room. Yeah. computer area, the IT department. Yeah, whatever. He's just, like, listening to music on the floor, and Kitana's like, This archive is restricted to members of the House of Erebus, Frost. And he's like, Huh? Sorry, I couldn't hear you over my sick jams. He yells it. And Kitana just fully smacks him across the yeah, face. Yeah, just really, like, gives him one. I really thought, I mean, this is very father-son. <laughs> but, uh... I would hope not. Maybe bitter I mean, bitten. I, this seems very personal, this slap uh but they're not they wouldn't be father and son because what if they started kissing how would you feel about it then okay well um i would feel bad about what if they were brothers freak how would they be father and son then val yeah i that wouldn't that doesn't make any sense i'm plus plus if he was his father he wouldn't be a he would be a pureblood and he would be proud of his son right that's what if deacon was older there's no way that that could be his dad val you're I, that doesn't make any I'm sense. I'm so fucking mad at you for this. I'm really confused right now. Why would you do this to Sam? You know his brain is fragile. Ow! You think his real? You think his eyes are really blue, or do you think they gave him contacts? I don't know, Val. Mine? <laughs> no, not you. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if Sam's eyes are blue. Deacon Frost. I, I do have blue eyes. Oh, it's beautiful. <sighs> Thank you. I'm mad that I got bamboozled by the contacts these ones look more normal than idris's 
they're not yeah, yellow. No. I feel like to, they're to be fair, like, Idris Elba's yellow contacts were really fucked up looking. Yeah, yeah. and these ones are uh, like hazel. Steven Dorf has like hazel eyes, so uh, no, his eyes are not naturally blue. Wait, seriously? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I'm I'm two this for movie three. Kept the, the colored contacts industry afloat in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have you're like you're like do, do I even know about wigs now? Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, yeah, so Frost is using a program to try to translate the vampire's ancient texts, uh-huh. and Kitano says it's a waste of time, it'll never work, and then he leaves the room, and we just zoom in on the computer, and we see that it's just, like, super fast translating text, we see, like, but it's like, it's like finding, the unholy one stood over them with the greediness, hard, blah, 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 like, it's blah, blah, blah. finding glyphs in, like, raw, I don't think it's very good software, it's like, it's also zooming it's to, like, a quadrant, it's like zooming into a quadrant and then highlighting a glyph that isn't there. I just think... It's working, though. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's doing something. I don't know if it's working. It's also, like, yeah, it's really not going in order, either. Like, mm-hmm. it'll go over here, and then it'll zoom out, and it'll go over there, and then it'll zoom out. That's how they there. write. Yeah, <laughs> it probably has a sorting algorithm, though. I'm not going to fault it on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those wacky vampires. So you think this Blade is bad West- software that's doing... Exactly what it's supposed to be doing. Oh but no, no, do I don't know if it could be just completely mistranslating it. Is my my thing? I think it's just completely like it's forming unrelated text. It's fail. It's just scan. What we don't realize, it's scanning the document, and then that's uh, Deacon's e reader. I think it's. I think sides. it's a. It's an it's infinite dip, monkey. It's an, yeah, it's an infinite monkeys, infinite typewriters type situation where it is just like it is. It is getting it right, but only by chance. It's translating it, and the translation says lorem ipsum dolorem. Yeah, <laughs> but it turns out that's what the actual ancient text yeah. says. <laughs> this is an interesting. This is an interesting like combination of character traits, though, because I feel like Deacon Frost. His main thing, right, is that he's like a turn of the millennium raver, like. You know, he's like, you you old footy duddies don't know what's cool anymore. Yeah. And then he's also like... Kids rule. Parents <laughs> Kids rule. Parents rule. just don't understand. And But he's also like going into the ancient texts and he's going to find something. Like, I bet he's going to unearth some like prophecy. I and mean, when you're a vampire, it's a like... Turned he... non-pure blood and be like, now I have the... Technically, I'm this the is... one in charge of all of the council. You know? This is, this is the vampire yeah. hacking equivalent of like... A lawyer desperately pouring through five hundred year old yes. legal books and being like, "Oh my God, there's this super old unenforced vampire law from the year three hundred BCE that's uh-huh. like Deacon Frost is the president." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If his name was Deacon, if the glove fits, you must quit. <laughs> so Blade drops off Karen at her apartment. I love that he's like, "Keep your eyes open; they're everywhere." And then he drives off and, and she um, screams at him as he leaves. It's Time. But also, she immediately runs into two vampires, like not unfaltered. They're, they're familiars. We cannot skip past. They could be vampires. How he drops they her be, off. They could be. Oh yeah, where he like almost runs over twenty people. He like like yeah. yeah turns. They could be really some vampires. Loud, pulls into like a, an alley, and all these you just hear all the pedestrians who are crossing the street at the time being like, oh ah, oh ah, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it, my please. leg. And this is where she she also turns to look, and she has two distinct little pieces of gauze on two separate yes. little fang she size. Has, I apart. mean, look, I've been there. She just cut herself shaving twice. 
It's like, but if you know that somebody's going to be, like, hunted by vampires and they have a vampire bite mark, get a big piece of gauze, make it look like one long cut. Like, don't... Okay, put, but... Put decoy band-aids all over her. Right. But, like, what's more likely? You get bitten by a vampire or you cut yourself shaving twice. I mean... <laughs> I will say that uh, they do know who she is and where she lives anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, but you wouldn't have, you know, just. I mean, and also, and also, Blade is not Blade is not trying to make it so that she is not getting followed. He is using her as bait. That's true. Oh, true. He is very much using her as bait. Uh, But yeah, there's these two people in in like waiting for the elevator in front of her, and she sees these matching like little symbol tattoos on the backs of their necks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just get out of the elevator then. And they're the little symbols that are on that are in the text that. He's mm-hmm. trying to translate. Frost is trying to translate. Ah. It's vampiric language. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she Speaks gets into the elevator, mm-hmm. and they're just like staring at her from behind her. And she gets out of the elevator, and they follow her. And she's like, huh, 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 huh. but she pulls out the mace, and she turns around, and they're gone. Yeah, they like went into their own apartment. Yeah, they they just weren't interested in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she also she turns around terrified at one point to like look at the guy. And he's just like, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, she turns back around. <laughs> Very normal reaction from that guy. <laughs> Everyone is acting uh, regular in the elevator. <laughs> Everyone is regular in the elevator. In the elevator. And she she goes into her apartment and she she like kind of thinks about it for a minute, then starts like frantically packing a bag. A police officer just like walks in, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, hey. "Yeah, like, hey, she does it." Hey. That's the thing is, like, I noticed she doesn't lock the door, and that is she insane got, to me. She got her locks installed by the same people that did Catwoman's. Apartment. She didn't. She, but it doesn't. <laughs> she didn't lock the door. He says that she left the door open. Oh, even. geez. Yeah, Come look, on. you hear the you hear the spring bolt throwing, but it, she does not. She doesn't like oh, okay. throw the deadbolt. It's you don't hear the deadbolt. Well, but yeah, he's he's like if oh, you're sorry, being chased by vampires, yeah, maybe get a little more paranoid. Toss the fucking deadbolt, my man. Maybe yeah. maybe put the chain on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's her just getting dressed, but, putting the chain. On. But uh, yeah, he introduces himself as Officer Krieger. He's like, oh, your your coworkers reported you kidnapped last night, so I was just coming to see if if you were here or whatever. I I saw the door was open. I didn't mean to scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, she's like. She's holding the mace behind her back, assuming he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what about the other doctor who was attacked? And he's like, oh, Curtis Webb? He died. But that's not important right now. And she's like, why not? And he says, because you're dead too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks. Come on. <laughs> and she takes that as, an, uh, as, a, as a cue so to mace him. Yeah, I'm... I... And I he's honestly like, bleh, bleh, what is this? Like garlic? And she's like, it's supposed mm, to work against vampires. Spicy. And she says, Who the fuck said I was a vampire? Yeah. yeah. And then Blade just appears behind him and goes, Nobody. <laughs> I think if I yeah, was in his was position, like, I would end up was also evil. I would also not be able to stop Blade myself from heard, taking that opportunity to be like Blade Blade misheard and thought that he was asking who what's your favorite Mitski song? <laughs> What's your... What was your favorite Stanley ruling on who wants to be a superhero? <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say the same thing. Nobody. 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 Uh, yeah, Blade just starts. He's not only is he beating the shit out of Officer Krieger, 
But he is like going out of his way to like slam him against all he the is, furniture. Yeah, he is like fuck the, your apartment. The first thing that he throws him against is like a shelf covered in little trinket de- decorations. Uh-huh. <laughs> like just this, like it's like he's that just, shit like, was bamboo. Through, you do not need through to tchotchkes and shit. Yeah, my Legos, my model airplanes, my ship in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, the the. Cabinet my. made it full of porcelain plates, just like mm-hmm. throwing. Yeah, he, <laughs> my cows. He says to Officer Krieg is, I am going to embarrass you at this party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a really great little cut to her watching this and just going, "Is that really necessary?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Yes." Boom. Uh, and yeah, he shows her the tattoo on the back of Krieger's neck. It's a similar but different little symbol. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says it's a glyph, and it represents that this is a familiar owned by. In this case, the glyph refers to one Deacon Frost. Do you think? And it does kind of look like a, a D and an F. Do you think that he's a fan of of Steely Dan? Is why he's called that. Huh? No, just Isn't me. Steely okay. Dan wouldn't Steely Dan be a fan of Blade? True. Which came out first? Oh, are you referring to their song Deacon Blues? I'm referring to Deacon Blues. I've been, ref- I've been, ref- that's what I've been referencing the whole time. Um, oh, I didn't know you. <laughs> okay. I was I will leaving say, that I've never heard the, the song Deacon Blues. I don't know a goddamn thing about Steely Dan, but I do know the song Deacon Blues for the very specific reason of when I was in high school and I used iTunes and I tried to look up Dan Deacon, the first result was always <laughs> the far more popular song. Deacon Blues by Steely Dan. It's a good song. Oh, Deacon and Dan. Which, as a as a fun aside, on one of his more recent albums, Dan Deacon had a song called Steely Blues as a reference that is to the iTunes thing. It is a good song. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, this is where he starts, like, he, like, takes off Krieger's watch, and and she's like, yeah, she starts robbing him. And, he's, and he just says, how do you think we fund this organization? <laughs> exactly I love this. Of the times. One of my favorite. Yeah. Like, such a good moment. Mm-hmm. And he just like grunts and says like it's fake and just throws the watch and <laughs> like destroys the guy because he's mad. Mm-hmm. He like throws him like head first into the floor. Yeah, because <laughs> the watch is fake. He, yeah, how they start good interrogating him at, at his car. What's that? How good must he be at figuring out? Oh, it's pretty easy to tell. Sometimes fake watches. The main thing he does apparently. Fake, it's not. I no fake watches feel fake. Like I've I've seen them. They it's oh, they're only supposed to look real. Okay, all right. Giga with the expensive taste. I believe it. I don't have taste. <laughs> I don't fucking give a shit. I just know. I, I just sell a lot of fake watches. Val, we've been doing this podcast together for <laughs> how many years now? And you you don't. I just you don't know that I just know things. I know that you love splendor. Jesus, and how opulence. long have we been doing this podcast? At least two years. That can't be right. More than that. No way. Oh, absolutely. Like our first ep oh my god. Yeah. Our first episode was July twenty twenty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because this Jesus. this is a this is a quarantine podcast. Mm-hmm. Quarantine the, born podcast. That blossomed. I mean, to be mm-hmm. fair, we haven't recorded uh two and a half years worth of episodes. Didn't we <laughs> right. only take like six months off in between Who Wants to Be a Whatever and Snyder Snyder? That's still a lot of time. Anyway, they they take that's that's nuts. They take him outside and they're like looking through his car and he has like a cooler full of blood and and uh Blade is like huh, a blood runner. He must be taking it to the local vampire run blood bank. And she, There's one in every city. And Karen's like, America. "Wait, don't they hunt replicants?" That's Blade. Replicants. That's Blade uh, Rainer. 
Blade Runner. Is there seen a modern vampire story? You haven't seen Blade Runner? No. That's no, quite I've good. Seen t- I've seen 2049. You should watch the original. It's quite good. Uh, okay. Watch the director's cut. Don't watch the... People have thoughts about the different versions of Blade Runner. I, I, I am aware of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't listen to any of that shit. Just watch the director's cut. It's good. <laughs> I probably won't, but okay. 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 Um, I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Is there, in existence, a modern vampire story that does not mention blood banks? Uh, yeah. I feel like people writing vampire stories in modern I don't know what it is. Okay, so then you can't... But, like, just because of the density of fiction... Okay, Giga. Do they even... Do they talk about it in in Twilight? Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. I'm trying to be hyperbolic to illustrate my feelings. Well, that's no no excuse to be factually incorrect. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose it is. <laughs> I think I think being hyperbolic is a very good excuse to be factually incorrect. Yeah, I do it all the time. Sorry, all go the, on. Literally all the time. That's me being hyperbolic. Oh, uh, they just so they writers love to say vampires like blood banks, blood banks because they do. It makes sense. They would. It just makes sense. Yeah. Karen is like. Hey, we are in the middle of a crowded public area. Can you stop violently interrogating a police officer in front of his car? And he's like, oh, and yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, instead, I'll start pointing, pointing a gun at a crowd of people. Yeah, Krieger Krieger runs away, and Blade just, like, points the gun at him. He's like, get back here, you son of a bitch. Uh, this is weird, and I'm just going to say this because I'm very curious if anyone else will be able to relate to this. This is such a narrow experience that I have. But Blade says a line here where he says, The world you live in is just a sugar-coated topping. There is another world beneath it, the real world. And if you want to survive it, you better learn to pull the trigger. Uh-huh. And I flashed back to, of all things, a Lil B freestyle called Shoot the Bitch Bra. <laughs> <laughs> where where that line is sampled. It It played and I was like, where the fuck have I heard this before? And I was able to find it through who sampled. It's so specific. But if anyone else, if anyone else has ever heard that one based freestyle, yeah. please let me know. God damn. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our audience members who relate. Uh, so yeah, Karen is like, I'm, I'm coming with you. This is the only way I'll be able to stay alive long enough to find a cure. And he says, there is no cure. And that's where we're stopping for today. Mm-hmm. And then it passes from day till night. Spoilers for the next time. I did, I did watch a little ahead while I was deciding where to stop. Mm-hmm. And man, one of the first things we see next time is really fucking funny. Oh, I'm it's so exciting. This movie is uh, good. Yeah. I'm having a great time. Me too. This is what I needed after Ghost Rider. Yeah, Yeah. this is, yes. This is going, like, this is doing the same thing that watching Daredevil, then Elektra, then Catwoman is doing, where, like, (laughs) Ghost Rider was, like, stupid, but we liked it. We liked to watch it, even though it was bad, good. And it was directed by Mark Stephen Johnson. It was directed by Mark Stephen Robinson. And then Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance really brought the mood down a little bit and now for some of us for some of us and now this one is like so over correcting our moods again (laughs) it's like hell yes this is why we do this i hear what you're saying but i also think that this is just objectively a far far better movie than catwoman no yeah no i'm I'm not saying it's just a very good movie (laughs) 
Yes. A far better woman than Catmovie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, sorry, I am not saying that this movie is like Catwoman in any way. I'm just saying when we watched Electro, we were like, oh, I missed the fun part of this. And when we watched... Right, the, the analogy of our experience. Yeah, and when we watched yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost Rider, we were like, this is, like, disjointed and we don't like to watch it. This movie is very fun to watch because it's very good. Can we... <laughs> Can we do Daredevil again? <laughs> yeah, we'll just watch Daredevil again after this. Yes. <laughs> Season five or whatever of Zero to Zero, where we just watch Daredevil every week. The Daredevilist we movie. We, we of alternate. All time. We alternate between Daredevil and Batman v Superman every week. Oh God. Truth, truth or Daredevil, where we either watch Daredevil or we have to divulge a deep dark secret about ourselves. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be watching so much Daredevil. Why would we ever not watch? Yeah, what? Um. We if could we're out of secrets. We could, we should, we could play like if we ever like get a Patreon um and like need bonus content, we could play like Russian roulette where we put in a number system like in a num- random number generator 1 through 6 um and if it lands on a certain number, if it's like 1 through 5, then we get to watch Daredevil and make an episode about it, but if it lands on 6, we I have like to watch it's like most likely that we watch Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. But then if if it lands on if it lands on 6, we have to watch like Batman v Superman and make an episode about it again. Ugh. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching the rest of Blade. Yes. Let's, as am I. Yes. Are we? I don't know if we discussed this. Are we planning on just rolling through all three? Eight of them? more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> we can see how we feel at the end of this one. I mean, maybe we uh, sprinkle I, in I, another one. I'm in happy. I'm yeah. I'm happy to to like set it to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I think we should do the entire Blade trilogy. We don't need mm-hmm. necessarily need to do them back to back to back. I think it would be good to like maybe do something like maybe we can sandwich blade and fantastic four so that we start with oh my god (laughs) we start with blade we do fantastic four blade two rise of the silver surfer blade three oh Oh my god i kind of love that okay let's put that on the docket the other reason i like that is because um it doesn't make any sense from like a critical (laughs) like (laughs) criticism kind of standpoint at all (laughs) Like, this is the only podcast where that would ever make it. Yeah, sense. it's like it's like a it's a it's a it's a sandwich made out of salami and mascarpone cheese. It's like what is going on? There is no like thematic through anyway. We would only be comparing them insofar as for we would be saying I liked to watch the other one and I don't like to watch this one. I mean, well, okay, in that case, I think we can retroactively say that this is the first episode of a new season of and Fantastic Four for no reason. The Blaze-tastic Ford. Okay, Duh. ooh, here's a question, and may- let me know if this is too stupid. Next week, are we going to watch Act 2 of Blade, or are we going to at- watch Act 1 of Fantastic <laughs> no, Four? No, we oh, have to watch all of Blade oh, first. Oh, we have oh, to well, that's such a good idea. <laughs> No, but we gotta, we gotta do a movie by movie. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so confused if we don't. Counterpoint, I want to watch Fantastic Four next <laughs> okay. week. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I, we, uh, I think I need time I to like think about Chris this. Evans, but I... <laughs> okay, we don't have to make this decision right now. People will find out when they see whatever episode goes Yeah, and there will, there will, I think there will be a response of some and sort. And can we... 
And can we also get in the Discord a name for the new season of what we should call it, combining the words Blade and Fantastic Four, possibly even Silver Surfer and the words Trilogy and the word Trilogy. I will make a logo that includes the word uh, (gasps) BL4DE. Yes! Okay, I'll I'll make a new, I'll make new podcast start by by Wednesday. Oh, oh my god. god. This is the dumbest thing we've ever done. Yeah. And this is this podcast we're talking about. Yeah, we're entering a new, <laughs> a new age of absolute stupidity. <laughs> For think- no reason. For no reason other than we thought of it. Do you think that Zack Snyder had any idea that when his yeah, creative when work would inspire criticism and other creative works... That this would be something that would be, <laughs> okay, you could draw I, a direct have... line from, there are parts, <laughs> we gotta watch the Snyder Cut and it comes in parts to, okay, now we're gonna watch the Blade Trilogy, but we're gonna I watch Fantastic one... Four, one and two in between. <laughs> I have one more thing to put forward. 45 minutes We use the normal podcast art for the episode, so nobody knows what it's gonna be <laughs> until they get to this point in the episode. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Fair and then enough. all the other ones. All the and ones then next ones. week we use. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. You guys put this one as a new season. Why'd you do that? Oh, you know, it just felt like time. <laughs> I'll yeah. just put a, it's winter. I'll put a giant, very transparent overlay of Chris Evans over. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much, Zack Snyder. Thank you, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen Lee. What? Stan Lee. I was, uh, I was listening to acclaimed and podcast. And thank you, Mark Stephen Johnson. Acclaimed much better podcast than ours, uh, uh, Just King Things. And they were talking about um, the, uh, they are talking about the Stand 2020 uh, miniseries and how effects mm. houses were so desperate to, uh, like we're worrying, willing to work for so cheap. That's the only reason the Snyder Cut got made. And Zack Snyder like literally said that himself. He's like, if we couldn't get effects this cheap, uh, we would not have made this. Ugh. Oh my god. So, Woo-hoo. well, if only, if only they hadn't. So yeah, thank you, Co- thank you, COVID, here. for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> I wish all 3D animators a very union. Mm-hmm. All right, should we wrap this up? Yeah, let's yeah. Let's, let's slam this thing shut. All right, you can find us on Twitter at zero to zero underscore pod or on co-host at zero to zero. I am positive stress on co-host, and I'm not on Twitter right now. Hi, me Giga. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Gigalithic. Find me on Discord. You can find me on uh, co-host. It's Gigalithic everywhere. Uh, if there's someone on a site named Gigalithic, that's probably me, unless they're weird, in which case, <laughs> probably not. Weird bad, not weird good. Uh, you can also find me, uh, currently kicking a successful goal at the World Cup in Qatar. Whoa! That's right, that's me. That's awesome. That's me. I'm Val Flight Cub. Also commission me. I'm on Tumblr. Commission Giga. I'm Val Flight Cub. I'm on Tumblr at Flight Cub. I'm on Twitter at Flight Cub. Buh. Guess what the second B stands for today. Besley Snipes. Yep. (laughs) Besley Snipes. You got it. We're going to have a lot of Blade, so, like... And I have <laughs> a another podcast called LMNOP about elementary. Now is a great time to catch up on it, because I've been procrastinating at editing and putting out a new episode. 
but it's coming. Listen to my other podcasts also, Doctor Huh, where we're, uh, we're watching Doctor Who in a random order, and Sounds About Light, where we're currently playing Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, or talking about it and not playing it. <laughs> Good idea. Um, the We usually do this part before the other part. Noise space. No, we don't. Oh. Fight, 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 fight. This happens a lot, is that I mention my podcast, and then we say we're hosted on Noise Space. Okay. We're hosted. We are. Ho- ho- we are hoisted on by those our own. This is like the fifth time that that's happened. We are hosted on noisespace.xyz, where you can listen to podcasts like Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary, mm-hmm. about Chainsaw Man, Digimon Ghost Gaze, about Digimon. Wow, cool robot. About transgender, the Sonic Shuffle, about Sonic, video game, the movie, the podcast, about video game movies. We're getting a lot of. <laughs> Shout outs to specifically Dan and Morg here. Okay, well, they should try having fewer podcasts. Not that that's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kamarocho Radio is also on there. About Yakuza. Mm-hmm. The game is not the crime. Journal- it's journalism about the Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. It's the only serious podcast on the network, and we mm-hmm. respect it's it. Very great. Serious. Yo. Bye. Bye. Until next time, what that dick do? As we always say, are you out of your damn mind? See you next week for a fantastic episode. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, you later not miss it. As, as we always say, motherfucker, out of, are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Blade! 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 blade. <laughs> I want to swing your blade! Ooh. I want to suck your cock!